Welcome to another episode of the Hammer Down Sales and Productivity Podcast, where we're going to make you productive and not busy. Addressing the needs of business owners and planting the seed for a secure future. Do you want your business to grow and prosper without sacrificing the freedom to live the lifestyle you want? Do you want to build a company that you can cash out and sell one day so you can retire comfortably or go after the next big idea? So ask yourself the following questions. Do I want to become far more successful and productive? Do I want to grow my business to the next level? Do I want a business to work for me or me to work for it? Do I want to develop a dominating team of employees? And do I want a business that is both fun and profitable? Remember, action, attitude, and approach. And we're here to help you with that. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Be Productive Not Busy podcast with me, Wayne Weathersby. Today's topics, eight productivity hacks for the small business owner. Hey, just do me a favor. If you like this podcast, if you would hit the subscribe button or if you would send us a message and tell a friend. And here we go. All right, let's talk about the eight productivity hacks for small business owners. You know, a lot of people have been reading books, listening to podcasts and for many years. And, you know, most of the self-help books you read might have discussed setting goals with like um, a system called the SMART system. It's widely accepted practice of setting goals that are, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time frame based, right? Uh, by making your <clears throat> aspirations uh, have those characteristics, you'll be more likely to achieve your goals that you set. However, it's not enough if the goals only exist in your head, right? It's ideal to write them down and talk about them with a friend or a partner. Uh, statistics show 76% of people who write that stuff down uh, achieve their goals, while only 43% who did not um, succeeded at the same goals. So when coming up with new goals, keep in mind that process-based goals can be more you know, fruitful and outcome-based uh, than the outcome-based ones, of course. They encourage people to take small steps towards like achieving everyday goals. Outcome-driven goals could make you feel overwhelmed because they seem so far away and unattainable. Next, get a virtual receptionist. This is one of the things that I talk to a lot of my small business owners about that are trying to be the cook and bottle washer and waiter and waitress and, and um, all of that all at one time. So answering calls and taking, you know, talking to customers over the phone can take up a big chunk of your day for sure. Automating this task through virtual receptions can only have you not only save you tons of time, but it can also make a small business seem more significant and impressive to your clients when they call in. Nothing worse than a client calling in and you sounding like you're frazzled and busy and apologizing. So it's very inexpensive and I would shop that around. Um, you know, I was looking at some data on one case study that indicated using a virtual receptionist boosted staff efficiency, you know, other people and yourself up to 20%. This could free up your employees to use more of their time for valuable skills instead of wasting their time figuring out, you know, who's going to answer phone calls and doubling as a receptionist. Even better, the virtual receptionists are more affordable than hiring an in-house receptionist so you can keep saving money even as you scale up your operation. Okay, and next, 
I'm a big time blocker. I would say that the best practice that I've seen work firsthand with some of my clients is work in 90 minute blocks. You might be in the habit of working until you've reached the realization that continuing is either counterproductive or you're just tired and whooped. That's a common strategy, but it, you know, it kind of contradicts what, what science even finds, right? Studies have shown that working in 90 minute segments is best for the maximum productivity. This amount of time limits the fatigue and allows recovery during the rest time. As a result of this uh, study, people keep their minds sharp and their stress levels lower, which is always a good thing. And consider using a timer app or a feature on your watch to provide like an audible cue of some sort. Once you've worked on an hour and a half, give yourself a break, recharge, and then get back after it in another 90-minute block. I kind of challenge you guys to try this. I would love to hear some feedback on this because I'm seeing great results with my clients on this. So it's just something to pass along. And then meetings. Meetings are one thing that can be super counterproductive. It means well, but sometimes doesn't do very well. So I would suggest having a stand-up meeting. You know, we found that people who remain standing while in meetings and collaborating in, a, in this position instead of sitting down are much more engaged than the ones who sit down. Plain and simple. The simple switch from seated, you know, sessions to ones where people stand up could lead to more productivity and encourage more gatherings. Plus, it should discourage people from getting long-winded when they realize their colleagues are standing up and waiting for them to be done with the meeting. Just something to look at there. And when trying this practice, give employees notice about the new method of conducting a meeting. Also, back up your announcement with the reasons why you're doing the technique. Doing so gives the validity to the action instead of just surprising people when they show up. Another one that I would look at also is stock your break room or your gathering area with some good snacks. Uh, this came to me, I was, I was looking at it and it kind of keeps me um, in the mindset of what I do when I suggest this to my clients is that I keep healthy snacks around. Research from international health organizations so the things employees eat could impact their productivity. So I would take a hard look at that. Whole grains, raw carrots, blueberries, nuts, some of that stuff are readily available and you can offer them in the break room for employees to graze on throughout the day. And plus it builds morale. People like free stuff. If you don't have time to go shopping, there's plenty of places online on Amazon, Snack Nation. Uh, there's a lot of them that are, you know, will deliver snacks right to your doorstep a lot of times including a display case. So uh, if the break room area has a right board or bulletin board, consider using the board to highlight the statistics or something that's cool that enforces how certain foods could help people get more stuff done. Uh, and don't forget to keep some of those foods in your own personal workspace as well. I do. Portion them into snack-sized plastic bags so that it makes them easier to eat and discourages people to overindulge and take more than what they want. One big thing uh, that I look at also a great hack, and it's one of my pet peeves, especially when I'm coaching, is mute your gadget. Mute the notifications, right? All these modern gadgets buzz, chime, ring all throughout the day. And again, researchers discovered that the notifications sent by tablets and phones break concentration and provide distractions. Absolutely, 100%. They also release dopamine in the brain, causing the brain to become addicted to receiving them. It's kind of similar to people with like uh, social media where they make a post 
and then they check it every 15 seconds. And this dopamine is released because they get anxious about the fact that either not enough people or no one's liked it or no one's commented on it in the last, you know, 45 seconds. So, uh, you know, ready, be ready to commit to keeping devices muted. Um, and maintain a schedule of checking them every hour and keeping them in your drawer, you know, for, for your rest time. After your 90-minute session, pop out your phone, top, pop out your top tablet, whatever, and check your messages. Storing them out of sight is crucial also so that you don't see the screens light up. An autoresponder message that sets expectations about uh, when you'll be able to view the message uh, for incoming emails and text should help too for people to, you know, not get anxious about your you answering. The next one is stop multitasking. Multitasking seems like a great way to get things done, but productivity researchers absolutely will say that multitasking um, is not the way to go. And it causes people to take almost, you know, from what they say, and I'm just going by what I've read here recently, is it takes up to four times as long uh, and you make four times as many mistakes when you're trying to multitask. To avoid multitasking, start firmly but politely letting individual people in your organization know about an existing schedule and emphasize how it's possible to fit other duties in if you time block. Next, use apps to save time and become more aware of different pitfalls and opportunities. There are many apps designed to help small business owners out there. Just take a look. It's ridiculous how many there are. They often feature templates that cut down on repetitive work. It's a good idea to explore some of these using some of those uh, apps and also use a time tracking app that shows how you spend most of your time. However, be careful not to become too dependent on your device or the apps. I think the researcher um, paper that I read was from Penn State, if I'm not mistaken. They found that people were more productive when using a time-based app that showed that the amount of unproductive time spent versus a similar application that displayed the percentage of productive work time. And after investigating the websites and the apps, they take up the time, most time. You must decide that they're counterproductive and change your habits. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hammer Down Productivity and Sales Podcast with me, Wayne Weathersby. If you liked it, please subscribe today on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you would, take a second, give us a rating, or leave us a message. It would be greatly appreciated.